Hey, what's up, what's good? Welcome to Showtime Balling. We're Balling All Levels, New Zealand's basketball podcast. Let's get it. In this episode, we go one-on-one with Kiwi-based NBA journalist Stevie Cousins. In this episode, Stevie speaks about the time when he thought about throwing in his 9-to-5 and taking on the exciting role in regards to NBA journalism. <laughs> Without further ado, let's go. Hey, what's up, everyone? This podcast episode is proudly brought to you by Showtime Balling Apparel. Merch ready for you to cop. Uh, help us grow our brand. Represent us. For more information, just hit us up. Go get it. Kia ora katoa. Welcome to the show, Showtime Balling. Balling on all levels. Uh, this is New Zealand's basketball podcast. Uh, man, we're ripping through the podcast as of late, but this episode is quite a, a unique one. We're actually speaking to NBA journalists. Based in New Zealand, funny enough. Uh, let's bring him in, Stevie Cousins. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Jordan. I'm um, I'm super hyped to be on on the on the pod. Um, yeah, NBA journalist. Uh, probably made my official title for about a year now. So I appreciate the invite, and um, yeah, look forward to talking to basketball. Yeah, well, for sure. Like I said again, this is pretty unique in regards to a lot of people view like anyone who's linked officially to NBA. They're like, oh wow, they must be something pretty they're living a pretty cool lifestyle in regard to you know that's the pinnacle of basketball for us yeah you got it man yeah um like i think once you're sort of in it like i am and 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 i live it every day some of you you don't really reflect on oh you know this is the this is the nba and it's and it's awesome to be a part of it but um i am i've worked pretty hard to to get where i am and i've had some great people help me along the way but uh, and I'll probably talk about it a bit more in the pod, but um, it is achievable for other New Zealanders if they love the game like I do and like you do, Jordan. Then it is an achievable goal if you if you want to write about the league or you know write about the NBL or whatever it is you want to do. Um, there are pathways there. Just you just have to have passion and be willing to work at it. Yeah, well, awesome, good words to start off the potty. But let's get into it, man. Represent where you from? Uh, so I'm from the Kapiti Coast. Um, I grew up in the big town of, of Foxton and I went to school and live in there. Um, Wellington, Wellington's home for me uh, and I've lived there for about seven or eight years either in, in the Wairap or, or over the hill in, in Wellington. Um, see, I grew up on the Kapiti Coast in the, in the Michael Jordan age, just in the, in the 90s there. I was a 90s kid. Yeah. Uh, Chicago Bulls were obviously huge at the time and um, that was, yeah, that was sort of around the time that the the NBA was truly going global in the, in the mid nineties there. And um, yeah, I feel pretty grateful to actually grow up in that area and era, even though I didn't really get into basketball massively in the nineties, that was sort of where, where I grew to know a bit about the game and, and that sort of helped me further down the track with what I'm doing now. Mm, you know, I would, I love the, I love the nineties and eighties basketball. Hence the reason of, of course, Michael Jordan, my, well, I'm not, I'm going to flat out say it, the greatest player of all time. Uh, you know, yep. it's debatable, but you know, to me, he was. Well, the reason why I feel he was, he transcended the game as an athlete, as a person. Uh, yeah, man, yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I think like at the time, obviously, it was only ten years earlier that the that the league was in a lot of well, not even ten years from when Jordan was drafted in in '84. It was only four or five years earlier when Magic and uh, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird came in that that the NBA was really struggling. So Michael took the league from 
a place of there wasn't poverty, but there were teams you know they weren't making any money and and he he made the game what it was in the in the early two thousands and then onto the LeBron age now things that Jordan did in terms of pop culture and his shoes uh, obviously he owns a team now but just everything he did he pushed that game to just a this total global scale where we where we see kids now balling all over the world places like Africa and Asia which you probably wouldn't dreamed about being places where the league is huge. There's, it's a fanatical fan base, and you have to thank Jordan for a lot of that. Massive. Hey, um, let's speak about your passion for the game of basketball. Um, you need to speak about it for a second. Yeah, yeah. So I I really started getting into the league pretty heavily probably between four and five years ago. Uh, and before that, I'd only really followed it a little bit. So I, as a kid, I, I loved Jordan, but um, I was sort of into some other sports and and probably wasn't really that focused in terms of I had a career and, and I enjoyed it, but there wasn't really one thing that I was crazy passionate about. I knew that I loved sport, but so four or five years ago, the NBA was sort of starting to um, change in terms of like the style of play with the shooting threes and um, and social media and free agency, all that sort of stuff in the last four or five years has really changed the game in terms of how people view it. Uh, so I sort of started following a bit more and I decided I needed to pick a team. Uh, I picked the Minnesota Timberwolves as the team to follow. People mm-hmm. probably people probably think um, I'm a bit crazy following them as they haven't had a lot of success, but it's my team and there'll be ups and downs and, and I just continue to follow them. So I picked the team. And then when I was in the States in 2017, after Kevin Durant had just joined the Golden State Warriors, I decided that I wanted to go to a game uh, at Oracle. And it was the New Orleans Pelicans playing the Golden State Warriors. Um, I I got the, the train from uh, the outer Bay Area. Uh, and I took the, the train and then the bar all the way to, to Oracle. And there's something about like being on on the underground going to a game at Oracle with all these passionate supporters. It was just a game in, you know, early November and there wasn't like, there wasn't a massive amount on the line and the Pelicans weren't really a great team, but everyone was just so passionate and my seats, even though they were all the way up in the, in the nosebleeds, uh, the people that were there were just so grateful to be season ticket holders. And um, they were just so nice to someone who had come from another part of the world that was the hmm. night that Curry, Steph Curry hit 13 three-pointers and that game sort of opened my eyes up to like a whole new world. And um, looking back on that now, that was sort of, that was like the moment that, that my life changed and I realised that I that I really loved the NBA and the game of basketball. And um, the next time I went back was for the playoffs, uh, the playoffs the following year. And uh, that was when I decided I would uh, have a goal to, to study journalism, um, to start a blog, and then only a year after that, I was able to to quit my job and 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 now do this thing full time. But going and going to the home of the of the Warriors and the home of the NBA in the states, it just gave me this massive inspiration and to realize how big it is there and how passionate people were about the game. Uh, it just it just gave me this massive inspiration and, and now obviously every day I get to 
um, to do what I love, but um, it sort of all started there by being at the home of basketball in the States. So, um, yeah, I know, and I just can't get enough of it. Yeah, like I totally agree with you. I myself have been to a um, a Golden State Warriors um, game as well, and that was against um, the Houston Rockets, James yeah. Harden. But the, the thing is, what is so cool is that it is just you never you never lived and breathed a game of NBA until you actually go into a live game. Like it's a- the, the atmosphere is awesome. The um, everything there's something happening. It's um, constantly moving. Um, the stars are bigger than life. Yeah, like I said, again, it doesn't matter where you are in the arena. You could be right at the top of the roof, but you can still see everything. It's pretty cool. It's massive. Yeah, yeah, it's huge, man. And I, I think, um, like, for for New Zealanders especially, like, if you get a chance to to you know get to the states, if you're already going there, um, it's just worth just looking at. You know, it doesn't matter if you're if you're in New York or you're um, in Boston or whatever. There's always there's usually cheap tickets going, uh, you know, at, at one of the arenas. So I just say to anybody who, who is traveling, get along to a game because live games are just amazing. Sweet, man. Okay, then let's talk about NBA Summer League you just recently jumped to. Like, this is probably where the, um, the storyline for your journalism probably took a little bit of a, you know, a boost when you had the opportunity to meet with Mark Cuban or on his, you know, in the Summer League. Can you just talk about that? Yeah, yeah. So, um, sports business classroom. Uh, I heard about probably eighteen months ago. Uh, so every year in the uh, around the NBA summer league, um, there's a course called sports business classroom, and I heard a bit about it. Uh, usually about ninety people who want to make a go of making basketball and the NBA their job. Um, so you um, you enroll, put your name forward, and if you get accepted, uh, you have eight days of really full-on uh, sports business and primarily focused on basketball in the NBA. It's like a cra- an eight-day crash course. Uh, so I registered for that and went along first week of July. Uh, flew from, from my home in Wellington, obviously, all the way over to, to Vegas. I've been to the States a few times. This was my own, only my second time in Vegas. Um, and the course was a real was a real life-changer for me in terms of Getting the chance to to talk to you know real NBA people that have that have worked in the league, you know, general managers, um, players, you know, uh, front office staff, um, you know, media. Uh, Zach Lowe was there. Like it was all all the different parts of of what makes the NBA was so great. Uh, all those different parts were there. You know, player personnel, uh, agents, and we had really strong lunchtime guests, but. Prior to lunchtime, we didn't know who they were. Um, and it was about day three or four. All of a sudden, the people that were taking the course were rushing us to get rushing to get us seated after lunch. And um, yeah, Mark Cuban walked in, and, and obviously, a kid from New Zealand, um, like this was just it was really like the pinnacle for me. Um, and I was sort of pinching myself that Mark Cuban was there speaking to us as a group and, and getting the chance to ask him questions. And uh, it sort of, ma- it, it was a great moment for me, but it also sort of made me realize that if you want to try and get somewhere, especially in the world of sports, you have to have a bit of a point of difference. Um, and Mark Cuban just talked about when he came into the league as an owner, how he did things differently, uh, how everyone used to go to the, uh, to the meetings in terms of the owners meetings and suits and, and he sort of tried changing a few things 
and the way that the owners uh, communicated with the league and, and he just had a lot of great points to make and I saw it was a lift that, you know, that session and that, that talk with, with Mark Cuban thinking about ways that I could do things differently myself but uh, also gave me confidence to try and put myself out there a bit more um, and yeah, Mark Cuban was just a real stand-up guy. He was funny, but he was also direct. Like he didn't he didn't muck around. Obviously, he's made billions of dollars, but he just was really direct in terms of um, there was no bullshit. He just asked a question. And he was and he was really straight up and direct with the answer. And he nah. just talked about you know you need to innovate if you want to be whatever it is of its business. But obviously, talking about the NBA directly you need to try and find some way to innovate or do things different to put yourself out there and put yourself ahead of others. Wow, that's amazing. And that's a great opportunity. Like I said, Kiwis, you know, generally, you know, they're close to a guy of his caliber because, man, he's, you know, he's crafty, man. He's a great entrepreneur. He's just, he's boss. Yeah, yeah he is. He is, man. That was, that was amazing. Wicked, man. So, um, so from there on out, what was the outcome after this um, after this course? Um, so, I I think I didn't I knew that the course was going to be great, and, and it, it sort of blew me away from expectations. Like I wasn't expecting to have that caliber of people that were that were coming and speaking to us. Um, and from there, I, I networked so well during the during that week, and I met so many people uh, in terms of all the other students. Uh, that afterwards I had lots of different opportunities to, to obviously start a uh, podcast. I've started a, a Bulls podcast with a guy from Chicago, uh, Khan. Shout out to Khan. He did the sports business classroom course uh, the year before I did, so last year. Um, and then also just the course just gave me confidence in my abilities to to go and apply for some of these roles that were, that were going, these writing roles. Um, and also just gave me confidence when I got back to New Zealand to try and involve myself more in, um, in high school basketball and just putting myself out there in terms of meeting people back home. Um, and yeah, once you, when you're around people that love the game, I mean, in New Zealand, there's not often you can be around dozens and dozens of people. Obviously, over there it was hundreds, you know, people that that love the game of basketball. So when you're when you're around that and you just you're within that energy of people just talking about the game that they love. It really gives you confidence to come back and, and hit the ground running. Uh, so mm. from so from there, I I applied to uh, Fansided, who run over 300 sports sites, uh, NBA, uh, MLB, NFL, NHL, uh, to be a contributor at Pippin Ain't Easy. Uh, and that's the Chicago Bulls Fansided site. I did that for a couple of months, and I'm still writing for them now. Uh, and I thought, oh, I really like this. And then I applied on the same network um, to run Rip City Project. Um, I'm a co-expert there with Austin Carroll. Uh, so we both run the, the Twitter for Rip City Project. And we also run, that's the Portland Trailblazers arm of Fansided. And we are also experts uh, of the site. So um, we help people put their work together and, and we tweet it out. We edit the articles and we write about the Blazers as well. So... Sort of had three, had three things that have that have all come together at once between the Bulls and the Blazers that I'm that I'm focusing on now, on a weekly basis. And yeah, I just I love it. Um, they're not 
they're teams that I know you know quite well. Obviously, I cover the NBA on a daily basis, but um, the fans are so passionate and yeah, having that confidence after coming back from Vegas, knowing people who either live in this market or or have, have worked in similar jobs, I've just um, I've just been lucky enough to put myself out there and, and had some great opportunities come back. Uh, yes, we are. We are very passionate fans. Um, as a um, <laughs> as a avid um, Chicago Bulls fan, I sold my I sold myself to them back in Jordan days, man. But it's been pretty dark as of late. But you know, I'm not like one of these bandwagoners that like like to hop on different teams every year, man. Hopefully, one day we'll get there. <laughs> I respect that. I respect that. I think um, that's probably one thing that I that I learned to, that I when I was um, you know been to the states a couple of times now is. Um, New Zealanders can be a little bit fickle. They'll sort of be like, "Oh, yeah, this like this year I like the Nets, so I'm going to follow the Nets." And next year it's yeah. the it's the Blazers or whatever. Whereas in the states, it seems the people that I've met they sort of just stick to that one team. So it's been great though to get back home and realize that the Chicago Bulls still have a massive following in New Zealand, and people are really really passionate about it. Um, and as I've sort of expanded my basketball circles in New Zealand, I've really seen that there is some a real passionate fan base for a lot of teams in New Zealand. So that's, that's been a real feel good for me as well. Yeah, man. Like I said, again, Chicago Bulls, man, to death. Um, but they're going to have, I feel they're going to have a resurgence. They've got some nice pickups this year. Kobe White, I think he's going to do great. Um, Markinen, um, Zach Levine, they're going to, I reckon this, this has got to be the year to get a turning point. May struggle to try and secure an eighth spot in the, you know, in the playoffs. But, you know, man, I think they're going to make a little bit of a, a you know, a bit of a, a U-turn from last year. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I think when I when I applied to to um, to write for to write about the Bulls for Fansided, I saw a team that had a massive fan base and they just had two really rough years. But when I look down the roster and see the pieces they've got there, um, I, I I see like kind of like the Golden State Warriors were five or six years ago. I see a really exciting young team, and there's probably a lot of people sleeping on them. But when you when you rattle off the names on the roster, it's it's a it's a really strong roster, and you have one through five positions. One through five, you have you have great players that either they might be all stars next year or the year after, or potentially someone like Levine this year. Um, but I've just realised that hey, people are sleeping on them, and when the regular season starts, and they'll they'll blow some teams out, and they will surprise some people. And I, I just can't wait to see to see the rubber hit the road when the regular season starts next week. Okay, so for other Chicago Bulls fans like myself, um, where could we possibly find the podcast that you have? So the podcast is called It's Bullish Hoops. Um, so you can find us uh, on Twitter, um, and that's at Bullish Hoops, uh, B-U-L-L-I-S-H, and then Hoops, H-O-O-P-S. Uh, or you can just type Bullish Hoops into your um, Apple podcast or iTunes, uh, Spotify. We're on most uh, good podcast platforms um, so you can find us on Instagram as well um, Bullish Hoops or I'm pretty sure we're on Facebook too um, so you can find us on there, we've started a Discord, Discord, not a lot of people know what Discord is in New Zealand so basically we're trying to build we really want to build the number one Bulls community in the world uh, and we're going to be working really hard in this season to to grow, obviously we're trying to grow uh, first and foremost in the States but we've targeted you know, other areas that have strong fan bases like uh, France, um, Finland, Turkey, New Zealand have really strong Bulls followings from the 90s. 
So we're really trying to, to target those other places as well. But yeah, Bullish Hoops, just type that into Google. That'll bring us up and you can get on and, and listen to our podcast. We're dropping two to three podcasts a week. Uh, and hmm. We'll also be jumping on Periscope during the game and then having game grades. So after the game, uh, you can you can jump on and listen if you miss the game and get a bit of a wrap up. Wow, that's pretty cool, man. Like you're doing the business. It's, it's awesome to hear and see, man. Uh, but the other thing is now that these other people out there, like you've proven the fact that you, you know you can do it. What sort of advice could you possibly give to others who actually have that sort of you know now this insight? They wanted to make their own ways into that. Whatever you're doing. Um, yeah, I think um, the, the main thing that I that I sort of realised was uh, obviously the course in, in Vegas was huge, but when I got back. Uh, I realized that I could either sit behind my computer all day and tap away and, and obviously I'm going to be able to do some really good content. But when I, when I sort of put myself out there and, you know, I go to high school basketball every week in Wellington, um, go down there and watch the teams and try and meet people, you really got to go and put yourself out there. And once you start putting yourself out there, you, you'll find that opportunities will start, will start popping up. Um, and whether it be... On social media, you know, jumping in and following the people in New Zealand that are that are really big in basketball, you just really got to put yourself out there. Um, and I think for me, um, it's it's sort of hard when when you just come back from the states and and you're in New Zealand and you know you can't just go and watch an NBA game or you know see general managers walking by when you're in the stadium at Vegas. But uh, when you when you and, and things are a little bit smaller, you have to get out there and meet people. Um, the other thing is I'd say to people is just invest in themselves. Like I've spent, I've spent a little bit of money per month, uh, getting some subscription, sub- subscriptions to some really good websites who can help me to, to grow my knowledge. Uh, so basically you want to, you know, get some, get some daily emails coming from some really good thinkers of the game, um, and jump on, on Twitter. Twitter is, is huge for, for NBA and basketball. Uh, jump on Twitter or Instagram and try and follow those people in the States or in New Zealand who are, who are really going out there and doing it. Um, and the last one is probably just shouting out sports business classroom in Las Vegas. Um, it's, it's an amazing course and um, it is, it's a bit of an investment in terms of money, but there's nowhere else in the world where you can go and get a really strong crash course in terms of eight days um, centered around the league, um, and I mean, when I was there, obviously we had people like Mark Cuban, Zach Lowe, we had the Portland Trailblazers general manager, all these people coming and speaking, um, and I was able to get phone numbers of, you know, the, the head of player development of the Clippers. I was able to to get direct NBA contacts myself. Um, so I'd say, if you're really serious about basketball and as a career, no matter if you want to be a in the media or you want to be an agent or whatever, then I'd suggest uh, Sports Business Classroom is, um, is is massive and that will be something great to sign up to if um, if you can put away a bit of cash for it. Amazing, man. This is great. This is great. It all, and it's going to, I reckon it's going to benefit a lot of people who have got their mindset there for, but at the end of the day, man, you just got to go do it, right? That's it. You just got to go do it. I think, um, yeah, it's easy to sort of be like, oh, you know, I'd, I really love basketball, but um, but I don't, you know, I don't want to put myself out there or whatever. And and I think um, since I have got back in the last few months from from the states, I've realised that 
you know, there's quite a few people that are that are unhappy about the direction of basketball in New Zealand. Maybe they're annoyed at the breakers or maybe they're annoyed at Basketball NZ and, um, you know, things might not be perf- perfect in those organisations, but either you can be a part of the change or you can be a part of the problem. And I think being trying to be really positive and like what you've done, uh, Jordan, is just try to create something, uh, be it a blog or, I don't know, an academy or just taking kids for a shoot around, you know, after school, whatever it is, if you're part of the, of the change, you can, you can do some positive stuff in New Zealand um, rather than just complaining about not, about what not, what isn't working. You can put yourself out there and try and make it better. And that's probably the advice I'd you know, try and give to people who love the game is just go out there and, and do it and, and yeah, just see what, what can happen if you, if you put your mind to it. Okay, final question for the wrap of this episode. Yep. Who's winning the NBA season this year? Any um any inside inside oh. talk or any rounds that you'll be speaking with? What do you think? Um I think I think personally it will be the it'll be the Lakers. Uh I can see I can see the Lakers winning winning the NBA title this year. I think the four top teams will be the Lakers and Clippers uh, in the West, and then in the east it'll be the Milwaukee Bucks. And the Philadelphia 76ers. I think 76ers have a great lineup defensively, uh, and uh, Ben Simmons and Joe and Joe Allen Bede looking to take a step forward. And I think the 76ers will end up in the finals uh, against the Lakers. But uh, at the end of the day, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, one two punch, two top five players in the league, I think they're going to be too good for the competition, and, um, and they'll end up winning the title this year. Wow, there it is. Um, I know, <laughs> I know a lot of Laker fans. Um, so, um, they'll, be, they'll be totally nodding their head in agreement right about now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, Stevie, thank you very much for your time. Uh, look forward to you. I'm running a couple of pieces for us on Showtime so Bowling, man. Like I said again, collaboration, collaboration yeah. is key. We've got to try and work together. Like I said again, ours, you know, our country of New Zealand is so small, but basketball's blowing up around here. So yeah, man. Appreciate the time. Not a problem at all, guys. Um, really appreciate uh, what you do, Jordan, and for the scene in New Zealand. And um, and yeah, look, everybody just keep going hard and keep growing the game of, of basketball that we love in New Zealand. And most definitely, we'll have you on another episode somewhere down the track, probably somewhere soon. We have to do an NBA special. And um, yeah, man, let's get it. Awesome. Thanks heaps, man. All right. Take it easy. Cheers. Yo, that's full time. Thank you for taking a time out with us here at Showtime Balling, Balling on All Levels. This is our podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. We'd like to encourage others to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and also to take advantage and invest in representing our apparel line on Showtime Balling NZ. We'd like to also encourage those ones to keep it grinding, keep moving, and if you want any further information, please do not hesitate to either DM us or PM or get in contact. But hey, without further ado, Thank you very much. See you next time.